Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Hello and welcome to Phoenix Business Radio, broadcasting live from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center right here in Tempe, Arizona, where we help build businesses and connect you with the right people. And I am super excited today because we've had this on the docket for a while to have our friends from Miami and pin drop travel trailers to join us in the studio today. And I can't uh, really kick off the show without thanking our friend Jamie Kerr with the Arizona Commerce Authority for the introduction to Tim. And and here we are. So with that, please help me welcome to the studio, Ruth Ellen and Tim Alinsky, co-owners of Pin Drop Travel Trailers. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's exciting to be here. (laughs) I can't wait to learn every little bit about uh, your business why you're choosing to manufacture in Miami, and to help tell that story Mm -hmm. is a great champion and cheerleader for you, Evelyn Vargas, who is the Economic Development Director for the Town of Miami. Welcome, Evelyn. Thank you so much. So happy to have all of you here. So I love this when I get to sit back, and especially with a full house like this, I just sit back and listen. So let me tee up a couple of questions, but then I really just want you to to share your, your love and joy for each other, the work that you're doing in rural Arizona, and really the impact that it has on us as a state overall. And for those of us that are love the outdoors, I hike, I cycle, I'm not a bad fisherman, and uh, I, I love to get outdoors. So let's have you guys start by introducing yourselves. Would love to hear um, just, you know, how you show up in the world and then why it is that you're doing what you're doing today. So whoever wants to go, we'll just kind of round robin. Ah, You've been selected. I've been selected. I'm handing you the baton. That's fine. Well, I'll start. I'm Ruth Ellen Alinsky. I'm an entrepreneur, obviously. I have launched several businesses in my lifetime and moved out uh, to Jerome, actually, Jerome, Arizona, in 2005. Have been here ever since. Have fallen in love with Arizona. I don't see myself ever being anywhere else. Uh, I'm a mom first. I have two young daughters who are in our community public school in Cottonwood. I'm currently uh, in outside of Pindrop. I work for the Small Business Development Center at our local community college. Um, I'm the director there. So that's kind of snapshot of me. Yeah. So you basically have a lot of free time and don't really involve <laughs> yourselves in a lot of things. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see that. Yeah. Uh, So entrepreneurship, your whole adult life, what led you to kind of having been bitten by that bug? Yeah, I worked for a very passionate entrepreneur while I was in college. And so I worked full time for him and learned the leather working trade, believe it or not. I was a leather worker for 10 years and had my own business and moved my business to Jerome, where I was housed for about three years in a retail location, manufacturing fine handmade leather goods made in the USA and sold them to people all across the country. What a great place. I love yeah. Jerome. I haven't Me been too. there in a while. You should it's one- go. It's it's always magical there. It's, it's been since before COVID for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it is magical. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wonderful introduction. Thank mm-hmm. you. Who's yeah. the guy sitting next to you? <laughs> well, I'll let him introduce himself. <laughs> Do you know I'm him? Sure we would, I'm sure we would have different descriptions, <laughs> right? I'll let him Tim. introduce himself. Right. I'm the one lucky enough to be married to Ruth Ellen. <laughs> so, yeah, my name is Tim Elinsky. I'm a, I'm a native here of Arizona. I was uh, born here in the state and uh, was raised up in Payson. So actually a little bit north of Payson. So I was raised on the East Ferdy River, which is 
where my love for the outdoors, I think, first uh, first sprang up. So my backyard was the Tonto National Forest. And just it was a, you know, probably the last ideal childhood that, that could be had. You know, it was really just a great, great place to grow up. And and Payson was a great town at that time, too. Um, there was still industry there. You know, it was a mill town, really. There was still sawmills. So, uh, you know, lots of lots of families were there. And uh, reminds me, quite frankly, of, of the Globe Miami area uh, today, just uh, tight knit families and uh, you know, just a, just a really ideal place to grow up, yeah. you know? So I was a general contractor for some 20, over 20 years, um, moved up to the Verde Valley in the early two thousands. I had family up there, so it was a good place for me to land and, and start my business. And, um, yeah, really enjoyed working. I, I'm from a family of tradesmen. So that's really where, you know, we're working with my hands began with my, my dad was a tradesman. My grandpa before was a tradesman as well. And so we just, all my uncles, you know, I just was raised in it. My mom was pretty handy with her hands too, but she was she was really the businesswoman and kind of the, the hellcat in the family. So my entrepreneurial grit and piss and vinegar definitely came from, from my dear mom. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. So yeah. uh, met, you know, my lovely wife in a mining town in Jerome. That's where we first met. So that's where my love of mining towns um, really kind of solidified. And uh, just when we decided to, start Pindrop, it was just an obvious choice to to start it in in a historic mining town right in the center of it um it just it just made the most sense and we we both fell in love with miami years and years ago yeah uh so it just it was a perfect location for us to start uh manufacturing the you know i think the nation's finest micro campers so good yeah. and how long ago was that that so we we actually started the business in 2018 is okay. when we first started Pin Drop. Now, we prototyped uh, for a couple of years. Just 2018? That recent? Yeah. Well, for us, it's like we're coming up on five years, which to us is like, whoa, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like, we've we've made it. But yeah, yeah. The, it, it, the first prototype was completed in June of 2018. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess we should say that, you know, as a builder and as a tradesman and, and being an avid camper, we— Ever since we first started dating, we would go out camping. We had just like this crappy old canned <laughs> ham. As I bought any, it. As any uh, uh, camper should start with, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a 1952 Happy Home travel trailer. I bought it for 200 bucks behind the Beeline Cafe in That's Payson, so Arizona. Good. It was just a <laughs> hunk of junk, you know. And we would haul that thing out at <laughs> terrible locations, you know. I mean, it should never have made it where we brought it. But <laughs> we flipped being, the axle, so yeah. it had a, a kind of a higher clearance. Yep, a little bit more clearance. That's when I first started dabbling with like solar yeah. to, to get the thing to be as off-grid as you could possibly retrofit that thing. And so that's really that's mm-hmm. really where everything started was trying to figure out how we can sustain our outdoor adventures for as long as possible right. with this existing hunk of junk. Mm-hmm. And, and we did a pretty good job with it, but that's that was really kind of the, and that was, gosh. Forever. Forever ago. It was yeah. a long time ago. So that really, that the happy home is, is near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. It definitely is the, the start of this entire pin drop adventure that we've been on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I interrupted you. So 2018 really mm-hmm. kind of said that this is that we're doing this and off yep. we go. Off we go. Yep. Yeah. Wow. And you chose Miami. We did. Yeah. And how quickly did you get connected with Evelyn? Were you in the role? How long have you been in your role? Actually, in my role, two days. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. So exciting. <laughs> That's incredible. Yes. Yeah. yes. But I've been working behind the scenes for mm-hmm. gosh, more more than a year. Yeah. Very good. good. So tell yeah. us tell us about the well, town of Miami and your background. Okay. My name is Evelyn Vargas and uh, my background is I was born and raised in Miami 
My father was a copper miner for 40 years. My mother was a homemaker, stay-at-home mom, so we were expected to be at the dinner table at 6 o'clock while my dad played his Mexican music, (laughs) and we were expected to eat whatever vegetable she had on the plate. You know, we weren't allowed to get up off the table until our plate was clean. I was I'm from familiar that, with that. I'm from that generation, <laughs> Same. you know. And my my playground was just the hills that surround Miami Claypool area. That was our, our playground. And I graduated from Miami High School. I was a teacher. I graduated from NAU. My husband graduated from NAU. He's also born and raised in Miami, coached. He just retired from coaching after 38 years. Just a long history of, of Miami, generations yeah. of, of Miami residents. And we both graduated from NAU. We have three children, all university graduates. We have an NAU graduate, a GSU graduate, an ASU graduate. <laughs> so there's a little bit of rivalry yes, in, it sounds in our like home. It. So yeah. I met him. When I worked at the hospital, I was the chief experience officer for Cobra Valley Regional Medical Center, and he gave me a call one time, and he said, Evelyn, do you know if there's any need for apartments for traveling nurses or or doctors coming? I said, absolutely, yes. And that's kind of where where our friendship started. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. So, So good. But Miami, near and dear to my heart. You know, just being raised in the area and, you know, the copper industry, I think a lot of people kind of take it for granted, but copper is found in everything. You know, this radio show wouldn't be possible without copper. And so I like to say that Miami, because Miami's been in the copper industry for over 100 years, 120 years, I like to say that Miami brought light to the world and is still connecting the planet today. Mm -hmm. We could stop there. Yeah, absolutely. But we won't. <laughs> I also, an NAU graduate, I'm a lumberjack. Yes. Woo-hoo, my undergrad Go is, at, yeah, I loved it up there. That's so, I, I Jesse was kind of giving me a hard time, our producer, before we started. He's like, mm-hmm. Karen, you're the only one who's not a rural, uh, rural Arizonan. Is Flagstaff rural Arizona? Can we even call it that anymore? It's debatable. (laughs) Back in the day, 80s, mid-80s it was. Certainly. So I was up there. I used to have to dig my car out of the snow at 5 o'clock in the morning to go teach aerobics at Flagstaff Athletic Club. Uh Uh, Loved it up there. And also have a teaching background. I was a third grade teacher for years and an assistant principal before going into business uh, for myself. Had some business experiences and got bit by that entrepreneurial bug thinking, oh, my gosh. There's room for me in the business world, and it's all around communications and connections. So good. Very fun. All right. So pin drop travel trailers. You kind of planted the seed that they're solar. So let's talk about the unit, the trailer itself. Get us caught up on on what makes you guys unique. Sure. So what makes us unique is that we are uh, 100% solar powered. So it's not, it's, they're designed to be uh, powered by the sun, to be 100% off grid so that you don't need to haul a generator or fuel or you don't need to go to a campground that has shore power to plug this unit in. It's not just lights. It's the lights, the fan, the radio, the fridge, the air compressor. I mean, you name it, all, all the electrical systems, and not just 12-volt, but 120-volt alternating current, too, if you need to plug in a coffee grinder or, you know, yes, margarita yes, maker do. or whatever. <laughs> you have that option. And, again, it's all, all powered by the sun. So in addition to that, we've got um, a super-insulated cabin. So, you know, we're manufacturing these in Arizona, in the southwest. It gets a little hot here. 
some people don't realize it gets a little cold here too up in the mountains. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to make sure that our camper was fit for all climates. They're not just built for the Southwest. We have them all over the United States on both coasts and up and down as well. So um, they're very, just very comfortable to sleep in, very quiet, super insulated, queen size mattress. And the kitchen really, I think, is what sets us apart so from cool. a lot of the other campers. Describe you know? that for our listeners and viewers. Yeah. They're so cool. Yeah. So the teardrop design, uh, most folks probably recognize them as, as being around since really the, the 40s. They started in the 1930s, but in the 40s, they, they gained in popularity a lot as, you know, uh, Route 66 was, was you know, going across the nation. People wanted an easy way to travel. Um, so they're they're super aerodynamic. Dynamic. They're easy to, to, to tow. Um, and some of the earlier designs had kind of a kitchen in the hatch, if you will, but we sort of took it to the next level. And so when you open up that rear hatch, uh, there's some pull-out drawers that you can you can pull out from underneath the counter. And you have this very nice U-shaped galley kitchen that's got a two-burner stove, has a cold food storage options, either a fridge or, or a canyon cooler, ice chest, um, a deep basin sink. They can stow up to 44 gallons of fresh water. So you, you basically have, you know, your little home on wheels, so you don't have mm-hmm. to you know, for a lot of our clients like to just kind of travel the nation. They're, some are retired, so they don't have to stay at Motel 8s. They don't have to eat at IHOPs. You know, they can have it all right there in their teardrop. It's just a really comfortable, easy, uh, easy place to, to camp. Yeah. And my my husband and I went out not too long ago in a, in a pin drop. And I like to call it pin dropping. You know, oh, we're, we're, cute. Not, we're not camping. We're not glamping. We're pin dropping. It's and very it's, specifically yeah, different. Very specific. You know, it's very in between the two. I thought the kitchen, he was talking, Tim was talking about the kitchen. Absolutely incredible. What a difference. Night and day, pulling out your camp stove or getting your fire ready in the pit. You know, we woke up that next morning and pulled out the drawer to the burner, pulled out the refrigerator. The sink is in the middle. We were ready to go. So fun. It was wonderful. I would imagine that for the time frame that you've been manufacturing these and selling them and sharing them, um, I'm picturing your Instagram page. What a blessing to be doing this at a time where photos and videos are such a way that we communicate. Do you have a, a handful of clients who are just constantly in their pin drop and celebrating who you are? And, and, and how does that feel for you guys? It's that free advertising. Well, we certainly, yeah, we certainly enjoy seeing people in the trailers we've designed yeah. and that we're, we're so passionate about, you know, I mean, they're, they're really high quality premium trailers and I think people really do enjoy them. And yeah, we, we certainly like seeing photos and people out and about. And of course, a lot of our Instagram is, is our family yes, enjoying right enjoying uh, the pin drop. We love taking our kids out and it's a, it's just a, a, a magical way to, to explore and, and see parts of Arizona that um, we haven't seen before. So, so. We, have, we have a, a couple of clients that bought um, last year, I believe, and they just went on a six week road trip up Yellowstone, up mm-hmm. into Glacier and then across down through Washington and Oregon. We got to follow their road trip as they mm-hmm. traveled about and they were able to pack their, the other great thing about pin drops, you can pack all your adventure gear on them. So whether that's kayaks, mm-hmm mountain bikes, uh, stand-up paddle boards, or even fly fishing gear, um, mm-hmm. you name it, you can pack it on these pin drops. So they had their e-bikes with them, and they were able to charge them off the pin drop. And just, wow. it, it was pretty amazing to, to watch their... It was really yeah. amazing. And it kind of, kind of, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, it just kind of irritated us, too. Because <laughs> They're doing we, it. We wanted to be there. You know? we, we wanted that experience, actually. <laughs> right. Yeah. We are like, darn. They're doing it right. That's yeah. so good. We Six weeks. That's Six incredible. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. 
So let's talk about why you selected Miami. The two of you, Evelyn, shared how you connected. It was talking about, you know, housing, creating some housing, uh, temporary housing for nursing. This mm-hmm. is uh, completely different. How do we make that leap for us? And and why did you land there? Sure. So we invested in 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 a home in 2010 in Globe, uh, and I was a general contractor. So I was we were I was down in the area a lot doing doing historic restoration. This was my specialty. So. You know, we really fell in love with that area. And, you know, in looking at some commercial space to expand my business, I looked around that area, saw the building. It was right across from, from the historic YMCA. I fell in love with it. It was kind of a mess. Uh, <laughs> it <laughs> was like a, an understatement. It was a habitat for, for pigeons. Um, oh, no. <laughs> it, it was, you know, it, it really truly was a diamond in the rough. And so I told Ruth Ellen how excited I was about it. She took a look at it and you can... Tell the listening audience your reaction. Weren't as fond <laughs> from the beginning. It, you know, it it was just timing wise. We had just had our first baby, okay. and there were just a lot of moving parts. It was a a big leap. I'll just say it that way. It was a huge leap for us, yep. and to know that this was going to be a long term project, a long long haul, and getting this to a place that we could make it work. Yep. But it really hasn't been that long. It hasn't. And it, it's come a long way. And uh, it's an it's a perfect space for what we're doing. And we're we're actually ready to expand into some other space. So it's going the right direction. And I would not I wouldn't go back. I do not regret it one bit. And I think that's um, going back just to kind of the rural conversation. I mean, that's the opportunity in rural is this building stock. Right. And there's real opportunity there. And if you see it, which that's Tim's skill, he can always see that because of, of his experience in that in that field, he can see it. Yeah. So. I'd have to agree. Tim is truly a visionary. Anytime someone comes to visit Miami, I take him by Tim's shop and he's always so gracious and he stops and he talks to them. And I'm so happy. Miami is so fortunate that they chose Miami to set up shop it makes a statement that here's this quality product built by quality people, and they've chosen Miami, Arizona. So it does my heart um, a lot of good because it just shows that Miami is worth investing in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Oh, 100%. I mean, it, it was especially, I mean, my first my first day there and just looking the building over, I met incredible people that we're still friends with today. And I mean, the town really has just kind of you know, wrapped its arms around us, really. They've been wonderful to work with. And that, again, is really the benefit of of setting up shop in rural Arizona because you you know all the key people. Uh, They all want to see you succeed. And so it's really a partnership. And I feel very strongly that we're in a partnership with the town. I can't imagine you know, doing this any any place else. And people come by and you can just tell that they feel pride. You know, mm-hmm. they are, they're, they're, they'll come and say, oh, I grew up here and it's, I heard about you all and we're so happy to see something happening in our town mm-hmm. and this is so great. And they just, they're so excited about seeing something happening, you yeah. know, in this mm-hmm. place that they grew up. What yes. I kind of liken it to, and, and maybe Miami has these types of people, but you hear those stories of maybe a a performing artist or a figure skater that's an Olympian and their town is so proud of them that the town really just becomes part of that person's journey. 
pin drop is that yes. <laughs> for Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and they have exactly. Olympians too. In fact, they do. Yes. Have I, I figured I was. I didn't want to overstate. I figured you had plenty of famous people, yeah. plenty of people who yeah. who claim Miami yeah. as their their starting point. Brady Allison. He's, oh, he's a, an archer. Yeah, and uh, he's born and raised in Miami. Then later on in Payson, but you know, originated in Miami. <laughs> Um, Nancy Gonzalez, she's the provost for ASU, Okay, vice president of ASU, um, born and raised in Miami, graduate of Miami High School. Yeah. You know, quite a few pretty famous uh, people have come from Miami. For our listeners who maybe are not familiar with the Arizona landscape, tell us Miami is how big and how far away from the greater Phoenix area? It's about 85 miles southeast of Phoenix. And... Population varies, <laughs> depends on which census uh, information you look at, but I would say about 1,300. Mm-hmm. It's only one square mile, but at one time it was the richest one square mile in the state of Arizona. Diplomats, um, legislatures, everybody flocked to Miami because it was so rich in the, in the mining industry. You know, everybody wanted a piece of that mining dollar, mm-hmm. so... Hmm. A lot of great history yeah. in Miami. Yes, yeah, so if you haven't made it to that area of Arizona, it's, it's yeah. a must. In addition to all these other places that we're name-dropping around, Tim and even Evelyn, for that matter, all three of you, can we talk a little bit about Arizona Commerce Authority just for a minute? Because, again, we have Jamie Care to thank for the introduction. He is the VP for Rural Arizona and bringing business to these communities is there a relation, a formal relationship, or what can you say about, you know, kind of the, the, the role that they played in, in you landing in Miami, if any? Initially, they didn't play a role in us landing in Miami, but they certainly discovered and are now, I, I mean, I consider Jamie and, and, and Robert Theobald, too, from, uh, mm-hmm. from the ACA friends, and they stop by frequently. And so they've, they've been tremendous supporters of ours. Um, they, I think they see our vision as well. And so, you know, we talked earlier about, you know, when I reached out to Evelyn about housing, you know, so the, the upstairs of what we call the factory where we actually manufacture these. So it's a two-story building. It's historic. It's 115 years old. It's, it's poured, it's 12 inch thick poured concrete. I mean, it's a, it's a massive shell of a building. Um, but the upstairs is, we have plans upstairs to put in workforce housing. So we have five apartment units that are planned for upstairs. Wow. We haven't yet started that project because of we have many other things going on, but uh, when we are ready to, to to work on that, that's that's what's going to happen upstairs. So so they've they've seen that um, they've seen the plans for that. They're they're very excited about that. And then we purchased, as Ruth Ellen said, we purchased a second uh, commercial property, which is just right across the highway from where we manufacture, and we have a short term rental that we've built over there. So again, it was a port, renovated, yeah, renovated, renovated. Port, you know, another yeah. hundred hundred some year old building, you know, poured concrete, just like all they are are out there. They're they're built well. Um, but the building was a little bit rough, so we, we remodeled the building mm-hmm. and turned that into uh, an Airbnb. And it's it's really nice. It's we've embraced the funkiness. Uh, it's mm-hmm. charming. It's it's a, it's a wonderful place to stay. But uh, Jamie and, and Robert both were able to to kind of see that whole process from very beginning, mm-hmm. all the way to it being completed. So they've they've been champions of ours. And and the and the property that we just recently purchased is right on Highway 60, so we have good frontage. On the highway, and then we have plans for expansion of pin drop as well, so we can kind of expand. We're basically going to double our manufacturing footprint. Doubling it. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. And that Airbnb is just spectacular. 
I think they're being a little modest. It's it's just beautiful. I call it classy industrial. Mm. Um, oh, that's a great you, phrase. Yes. And, uh, you know, that's what our vision for Miami is, you know, bring back the industrial look of it, but keep it classy, a place where people want to come and take a look at and feel the history, but also enjoy what they're looking at. Yeah. So. I think what's nice about a space like that, too, and, and we have multiple uses. I mean, this is nice for us to be able to offer it to people when they're coming to pick up their pin drop so they have a place mm-hmm. to stay and we can go through all the features and make sure they're comfortable before they leave. We also have um, vendors who might um, be coming in to see our production facility and then also just welcoming people who may have never experienced Miami to come and really see what the Copper Corridor is all about. And these wonderful things that you just don't know are there. I mean, we're just a a few minutes uh, from the Boyce Thompson Arboretum. There's some other historical and cultural centers in the area. And so it's, and you get to, you know, walk around Miami and have amazing Mexican food and uh, come buy pin drop if you'd like to. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a great way I think and a draw to bring people into town, uh, whether they're there for pin drop or not. Um, so I think um, we're excited about it to yeah. to have that as a as a way to bring people yeah. in. Mm-hmm. And as people are traveling through uh, west or headed east from Phoenix, maybe the Phoenix area, the Mesa area, the downtown area is just one street south of or north of Highway 60. And so, you know, I'd like to invite listeners, if you're passing through, take some time, take a look and explore Miami. It's not a long jaunt off. It's super easy to get there. Yep. Yeah. Great. What have been some of the biggest challenges around manufacturing? I'm thinking about, again, your time frame when the world kind of came to a screeching halt. Uh, Did that play into some of the challenges? What were they? It, It did. So we actually... So, like I mentioned, we started in 2018, but we prototyped. We wanted to really dial in the product. So, we were very proud of where we got our our pin drop, and we released to the public. Our first big event was March of 2020. So, canceled. And all the other shows that we had lined up beyond that were just canceled, canceled, canceled. So, we really had to pivot. And it it wasn't a bad thing. We turned it into a good opportunity to expand our rental program. So, we kept manufacturing. We put out some rental products so that people could try the pin drops out because we obviously weren't able to do any, any big shows, RV shows or expos or anything. So, and then, you know, following all that, of course, was supply chain challenges and, and everything else. And, and that's, we've really been able to weather that storm uh, pretty well and things have for the most part leveled out, but, you know, even at their level best, it, it is a challenge uh, to manufacture in, in rural Arizona. Um, As a, as a general contractor, I could tell my material supplier, I, I want this delivered to, Timbuktu on this date, you know, at this time, and I want you to place this lumber package right where the X is. And they would do that, hands down, no, no questions asked. As a manufacturer, it's much different. So mm-hmm. to get our product out to Miami, Arizona, first, they don't materials. know where it is. Yeah. yeah, our materials. They don't know, you know, where it is. And if it's coming from, we and we, we try to source everything that we can from Arizona suppliers. So just getting them to recognize that uh, if, if you're a Mesa-based business, and you'll deliver to, say, surprise uh, all day long. Yeah. But you won't just come over the hill to Miami. It just doesn't make any sense, but they, but they won't. So we really have to find those suppliers that really understand what it is that we're doing yeah. and believe in our mission. And be and, a part of it. And be a part of it and be a, be a part of, the, of our story. And so 
it's it's really not that challenging just to drive over the hill and drop our product off and then and then you're you're part of our you're part of our mission the pin drop mission and, that, yeah. and you should be proud of that you know so most are but it's, that's been a, that's been a challenge for sure so and there's you know being in rural Arizona you can't just go to the hardware and get right. whatever it is you need so we really have to think way in advance and on what materials we need we want to have them on the shelf when we need them so we can keep production going so those are those are some of the challenges um, being in rural but it far outweighs the benefits. It's the trade-off because mm-hmm. we get to we get to build in a place that's wonderful, you know, in, in a wonderful community. We get to experience the the pride of the community too. And and these are things you can't you you I just I don't think you can experience in a metro area. Mm-hmm. From a purely business perspective, it would make a lot more sense for us to manufacture somewhere in some air park in in the Phoenix metro area. You know, but we're not that's really not our that's just not our our vision. It's not our mission. You know, we we want I told you I grew up in Payson, and I can tell you that when the mill shut down in Payson, they made a big deal out of it at school. I was in school at the time. They said, we're all going to be quiet and listen to the last, yeah, the last whistle blow for, to end the shift. And it was a very somber experience. As a kid, I didn't quite understand. But as, as the years followed and we continued to live in Payson, we realized that families were leaving. You know, the industry had gone, so families, you know, they all left scattered to find work elsewhere. Most went down to the metro area. And Phoenix completely changed, and they weren't prepared for that. I don't mm-hmm. think they did a good job trying to figure out what are we going to do to supplement industry in this area to keep our families here. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, uh, retirees moved in, and now it's sort of a it's a, it's a a bedroom community or a pass-through community. And that's really unfortunate. Um, and so that's really what drives me is I, I want to raise – we want, you know, Ruthell and I want to raise our kids in rural Arizona because, for all the benefits – um, but we also want to make sure there's opportunity there for them. So that's really what drives Pindrop. Could we make more money <laughs> manufacturing in Phoenix Metro? You bet, because people want to pick up the phone. Where are you? Oh, okay, I'll come see um, your your sales lot or whatever. And to get them to to make the trip over the hill is is a challenge. Mm-hmm. But it's important for us because it's providing opportunities in a rural community. And the store. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, Tim pointed out one time to me that you know we, he was talking about his uh, supply chain challenges that it's closer to drive to Miami to drop supplies than it is the west end of, of Phoenix. You wouldn't it's mentally think that. Right. And and that's very true. You have to re so. you have to help people rethink mm-hmm. and and it's through the story and the experience. You kind of alluded to yeah. that. It's the it you're giving people an opportunity to have a different experience and a different relationship with Miami and rural Arizona mm-hmm. and think differently. Yeah. Uh, and it just runs through your veins clearly. With your background, well, both of you for that matter, it makes sense that Pindrop <laughs> is your thing. What other uh, aspects of your lives, both personally and professionally, would you say qualify you to be manufacturers? Is there anything else that we haven't touched on that says, you know, here's my badge. I've got my sash and here's the badge. <laughs> I mean, I've said, that, I've said this before. Entrepreneurship is not glamorous. It is, you know, people look at it from the outside and they see a very different thing. And it is, it is sweaty, you know, (laughs) it is, it is gritty gritty. and it is sweaty. And, um, you know, I grew up on a farm in the Midwest in a very rural community. And we had a very, it was a small farm. I don't think my dad made any money at it, but we had, you know, fresh vegetables all year long. And, you know, we had cattle and, you know, I used a shovel a lot. And then I, I transferred into, leather work where I was hand making leather goods and uh, had lots of tools and a tool belt and all the things. And, and I think Tim's history is very similar where we just came from that 
trade type Hands. environment. Yeah. Looking back at my my stint in leather work, I mean, that's what I was doing was manufacturing. I was, yeah. it, we had a production facility. So it all kind of transfers over, I think, into what we're doing now and our other experiences as entrepreneurs. It, you know, it's, um, it is a way of thinking. It's a lifestyle. You never slow down. You know, we're, we're working late at night and we're up really early and our kids are very familiar with why, because we have all of these moving parts, but that also is something we're instilling in them that great things come from, from really hard work. We're very mm-hmm. passionate about this work. We're passionate about rural and we have great things planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. We're just taking it a step at a time. Mm-hmm. And I think living in rural, it provides so many um, opportunities. I raised my kids, you know, in Miami and when they got into high school, they were on every sports team they wanted to be on. They were in student council. They were part of the judicial program. Uh, they they had so many opportunities to be a part of, whereas in metro areas, you know, they're kind of channeled one area. You know, if you're a basketball player, that's what you're going to do. You know, whereas in rural settings, they have the opportunity to be a little more well-rounded I would say my kids were, their challenge was when they got to college, you know, it's just huge classes, you know, people didn't know them by names like they, they did back in high school, but they were able to adapt. They were able to get their homework done and have a job because they were used to it in high school, Mm -hmm. you know, juggling multiple things at one time. So that was the benefit. So my kids you know, we're able to to work full-time and go to college full-time. You know? I have a 16-year-old still at home with me. My older two are grown and gone. One just moved to North Carolina a couple days ago. Mom, I made it to Raleigh. And my 16-year-old is working and an athlete and an accelerated student. And sometimes he just looks at me like, I just don't want to keep doing it all. I'm like, you don't have to. Here's why you should. <laughs> and keep exactly. giving him that motivation to show up for himself. It's so important mm-hmm. because of the technology and the access that we have mm-hmm. and how easily it is to just disappear and not really see your life ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So it's great that it uh, sounds like we've parented similarly. Yes. I'm curious how you landed in this role uh, for the town. Can you speak a little bit about that? Because you said that you had the experience doing the with the hospital. I was uh, the chief executive or chief experience officer for the hospital. And, uh, you know, we I was working on some kind of economic development um, project and it just didn't pan out very well. I I resigned from the hospital and I thought, you know, Miami needs some help. They have so much potential. Uh, When I worked for the hospital I was part of the recruitment team. So when doctors would come in to interview potential doctors, I would take them on community tours. So I would get to spend three hours with these physicians in my car, you know, and really get to know them. I would always take them to Miami. And uh, because it truly was the economic backbone for the, the entire community, because our minds have kept running within the town of Miami. So I would take these physicians down Sullivan Street in Miami, where the old downtown is, and nearly every one of them said, you know, why hasn't this been developed? This is a wonderful tourist attraction. It could be so, so much. And I I said, I don't know, but I see that too. 
And I was taking this one physician. Uh, I took him up on top of the hill, and we overlooked the mine. So we got out of my car on this hilltop, and we were overlooking the mines, and he said, this is really filthy because, you know, there's a lot of dirt overturned. Sure. We have to get the copper out. You know, there's, you know, just a couple of ways that, that miners can do that. And it just kind of set wrong inside me. I didn't say anything, but inside I was saying my dad worked 40 years right. in the smelter providing a living for his family. And it just didn't sit right. We got back in my car as he pulled out his cell phone. I'm thinking <laughs> he would not have a cell phone had it not been for my dad working those 40 years. And as we're going back down the hill, he says, by the way, I own stock in BHP Billiton, which is a copper industry. And Fascinating. You know, yes. And inside I'm thinking, you know, he, he can't live next door to the mining, but he can sure take money from the miners' backs. And so I thought, when the time came when I resigned from the hospital, I thought, we need to help Miami. You know, Miami mm -hmm. has been kind of struggling all these years. They've given everything. It's They've been like the giving tree. I don't know if you know that story. Uh, but Third grade teacher for many okay. years. Of course I do. <laughs> so, you know, that's how I see Miami. Just always giving, 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 and not thinking about themselves and their growth and their business development. And I think it's time. So... I'm trying to find words. I'm a little overwhelmed emotionally in you sharing that story. It paints such a, I'm going to use the word desperate picture of who we've become as a country, really, so focused on the end result and the stuff, the stuff that we have mm -hmm. without pausing with whether it's the food that we're eating and, and the farmers and the truck drivers that helped us get that food or the, the copper, I mean, whatever right. it is, the pin drop trailer, right? America has been built on those dedicated families, generation after generation, representing whatever trade or service that is there to provide. Mm -hmm. And I'm very touched by your story. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that. And I think, you know, as a country, we need to be appreciative of, of those that just really labor. And Ruth Allen was talking about the labor they provide to, you know, manufacture uh, their pin drop trailers. It's not any different than my dad grabbing his lunch pail and going up to the copper mine every single day for 40 years, providing something valuable for, for us to use. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be appreciative of all aspects of manufacturing and production. Building those connections, that's what kind of bubbles up for me in that story, uh -huh. Evelyn. And listening where we're guided, right? You were, as you kind of felt the twinge after this yeah. gentleman shared that and thinking, okay, what's next for me? Yes. I'm going to help help mm -hmm. Miami land back on the map yes. and do it with industrial, not elegance, but industrial. Classy. Classy. <laughs> I love it. It's such a great, it's such a great phrase. And Tim and Ruth Allen have that down. You know, you step, you go into their Airbnb and you step out into the backyard of that Airbnb, and they've used corrugated tin and lights and Fun. railroad ties. It's just beautiful. I'm proud. Yeah. I'm proud that your daughter took her uh, wedding photos in front of our oh. our factory door. <laughs> so fun. Okay, so I'm coming up and I'm staying at the Airbnb, yes. and then I can rent before I buy. Is that what I hear you say? You're still still offer the rentals. 
Yes, go ahead. We do. It looks a little different uh, now. Um, so over the over the pandemic, as Tim mentioned, that was kind of a pivot for us so that we could get people out using the product and trying it out for themselves. And of course, it was a it was a time when we were all exploring more and um, going out into remote remote areas. So it was very timely for us. Um, we have some customers who purchased a pin drop. I think it's been over a year now. Been two years. Um, and they run a travel trailer rental company based here. And given all the other moving parts and our desire to expand and really focus on production, we have just started uh, channeling those that want to rent through their Smart. local business, which is um, also something that we're very passionate about, which is really sourcing locally when we can and um, giving opportunities to to other small businesses in and around Arizona. So it works out very nicely. Um, I would say a lot of the rental crowd is typically in Phoenix anyway. And so pickup was, it's easier and um, less cumbersome, I think. So we're we're excited that that's still an opportunity for people. Uh, we're supporting their small business and then um, we're ensuring our customers have an opportunity to take it out Perfect. before they purchase. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So I'll rewrite yeah. my story a little bit. I'll pick up my pin drop rental here. Yes. I'll come and stay at the Airbnb <laughs> as I'm making my way through <laughs> yes. rural Arizona. Yes. Don't know that I have six weeks. Yes. Uh-huh. Maybe right. a week at best at this time in my life. You but... can do separate things, <laughs> right? You could right. do the rental, do your thing, then come visit us. Perfect. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I really would love to come and explore Miami with you. You should. Just I would love that. Give me a call. I would love to take you on a tour. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed because I should know, but I think my dad's girlfriend, Sandy Dodson, was a teacher. And I think she grew up in Miami, Globe area as well. Um, awesome. He will likely be listening, yes. so I'll get a text when we're done. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. right or you're wrong. <laughs> uh, fascinated by by each of you in the story and, and, and really the friendship, right? I think this is very representative, representative of the community in Miami, how welcoming it is and how committed it is to really celebrating and helping each other uh, so that, uh, that there's longevity in business. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, inspiring. I feel like, Tim, if we don't mention the town of Cottonwood, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I would be in trouble. Would you be in trouble? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, you're you're very involved in the town of Cottonwood. Yep. Tell us a little yep. bit about that. Is it okay that we go sure, there? Sure, of course. Yeah. yeah no, so we, uh, we're raising our girls in Cottonwood. Yeah. So, um, you know, as I said, we we met in Jerome. We fell in love. We, we got married So and had kids. And so we live in Old Town Cottonwood, historic Old Town Cottonwood, of course, yeah. in an unfinished historic of course. <laughs> I mean, I would not expect yeah. anything yes. different. Yeah. And it's unfinished. I like yeah. that. The, the cobbler's kids yeah. have no shoes, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, that's how that works. Wink, wink. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> like the Bob Dylan song, some are mathematicians, some are carpenters' wives. Unfortunately, you're a carpenter's wife, so you'll live in a you'll live in an unfinished house for a while. But no, so we're raising our kids there, um, and, and they both love their school, and, and they're having a good time there. Um, I got involved in, in local politics back in 2005. So I've been serving ever since up yeah. in Cottonwood. So we're also committed in, in that way as well. So I started out on the Planning and Zoning Commission and moved on to City Council. And I currently serve up there as the mayor of yeah. Cottonwood. So I'm mm-hmm. in my second term. Uh, total service up there so far has done about 18 years. Wow. So that, that, that's another thing we have going on. I know. The side, the side hustle, right? Yes. Yeah. 
And I feel like I'm busy, but very incredible. I feel like I'm busy, but uh, I've got to go find a couple other things to to work on. We can help you with that if you're looking for something to do. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, if it involves rural Arizona and any of these communities, I'm in. Sure. Yes. I have um, spent most of my life in the metro Phoenix area and came from the San Francisco Bay Area. And I've always had this yearning and this longing to really just do smaller. I mean, more a tighter community. So with one more kiddo at home, a, a sophomore in high school, I know that he's very committed to staying with his circle of friends, right. and I don't want to upset that apple cart. After that, though? <laughs> You're free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about free, <laughs> but I will be roaming a little bit more. Yeah. 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 Um, what What else can you tell our listeners and viewers about Pintrop that, that you know, if they're curious, what, what do po- most people ask, kind of the FAQs? Yeah. I'd, I'd like to say something. You know, my husband and I um, have pin dropped. I love it. And uh, we don't own one yet, but we would love to. So we, we, we've we been talking about it, but just wanted to talk about the ease of use. We, we hooked it up to our truck, took five minutes to hook it up. We loaded the refrigerator. We loaded the little cabinets. We got our dry goods together. You know, it took us all of about half an hour to get ready to go camping. That's unheard of. <laughs> previous to that first time we went camping or pin dropping, previous to that, we went camping and old style camping, tent on the ground, air mattress, you know, a canopy, et cetera, et cetera. We had a truckload of, of things. It probably took us the night before uh, the morning of, it probably took us a couple of hours to put everything together to go camping. We were just so surprised how quick we were able to get ready. And my husband said, you can't even feel that pin drop behind us. And so we drove to the mountains that first time and he backed it into a camping spot. You know, we weren't out off grid. We were in a campground. What was wonderful was that we could still use all the electrical amenities when the rest of the campground had to turn off their generators because of the noise, you know, we set up within 10 minutes, you know, we backed it in. I pulled out a few things out of the back of the truck. We got our pillows out of the, out of the truck and we were set up within 10 minutes. We pulled out the canopy, put our little rug down. My husband looks at me and he says, what else do we need to do? I said, we're done. I said, relax, relax, <laughs> sit in that chair. So we sat down the first 10 minutes. He was out. He oh. was, he was asleep, yeah. you know, while I was watching the birds and it was just beautiful. So that's what pin dropping is about. You're still in nature, but you know, you're not glamping, you know, kind of displacing. I like to be part of nature but I don't like so much uh, when we went camping a few weeks before the pin dropping. We went camping and I crawled out of bed that morning and I put my feet down on the on the floor of the tent and I felt something crawl underneath. And I think it was a mouse or a snake. I'm not oh. real sure which it was, but <laughs> my foot came off the floor so fast. And uh, what a world of difference. Yeah. Uh, pin dropping. Yeah, it's it's that nice. You said it earlier. It's that in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Perfect. Great storyteller. Yeah. Uh, so want to be there camping. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. When when are we going? <laughs> when are we all going? Anytime. <laughs> Tell your husband that he's welcome to take a nap. It'll only take about ten yeah. minutes to to set up, and then uh, we're just all going to hang out and yeah. have a great party. <laughs> Sounds great. I love it. Uh, what else can we share for our listeners? Uh, different sizes. 
Uh, is it one model? Yeah, so they're 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 all the same size, but they're fully adaptable. So we start with a, a chassis that's about uh, 14 and a half foot in length, and then there's the, the you know the frame that goes over that, and then, but again, there you can add you know up to 44 gallons of freshwater storage. You can add uh, different uh, mounting points for different adventure gear, like I said earlier, kayaks and mountain bikes. Uh, mountain bikes. I mean, are you they name cu- it. so are they built? To cu- uh, custom built them? They, they are, each one is manufactured exactly the same to receive any of the upgrades that we offer at any point in time. So all the chassis have all the mounting hardware uh, built into it. Uh, everything is pre-wired. So, so you it, could start with a very basic model yeah. or basic trailer and then come back in a year and say, you know what? We actually decided we want to do a rooftop tent on oh here too. Oh, my God. You know, and so then it's just a very easy process to to upgrade, yep. or if you want to change from the canyon cooler to the refrigerator, chest refrigerator, that's an, a, an easy um, exchange, yep. yeah, if you full, will. Fully that's adaptable. brilliant. And I, they can I, sleep. Yeah. Go ahead. I just wanted to point out, um, you know, people, I think, sometimes just don't understand that Tim and his team build these mm-hmm. from the ground up. So when he says we start with a chassis, they are welding the chassis, mm-hmm. okay, from from raw materials, right? right? And then the next step is the the welding of the of the frame, mm-hmm. right? And so we're doing all of those steps from the welding to the finished carpentry to the the finished work and all of that by hand in the shop. So I just want to make that really clear because yeah. people, I think, again, there's a disconnect in how things are manufactured mm-hmm. these days. And it's not a, a bunch of machines and it's not um, machine made somewhere. And we're we're delivering it to the shop and and just piecing it together. Right. This is a really premium, superior product mm-hmm. in that we have uh, people's hands uh, very skilled experienced hands building these from from the ground up. The the first time my husband went into the shop, he was talking to Tim and he said, well, Tim, where do you get your trailers from? <laughs> and Tim says, I build them. And my husband was totally shocked and in awe. And I think that's what is so remarkable about these trailers is that Tim is with them every step of the way. You know, he's the quality control. You mm-hmm. know, he makes sure that it's up to par and has everything is tailor-made to his specifications, you know, not some factory. Mm-hmm. And there is a huge difference, you know. We've been using the word manufacturing throughout our conversation, and I'm really glad, Ruth Ellen, you just kind of said, look, there, there's a difference. These, mm-hmm. th- This is handcrafted. Yes. <laughs> we can use the word manufacturing, but really this is a tradesman with uh, perfectionistic <laughs> characteristic, what's the word I'm looking for, right? I, I would imagine a little bit of a perfectionist when it comes to your work. You need to be just a smidge. We, we need you to be. And this these are handcrafted. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, they're, they're at one time very elegant and beautiful, you know, with, with handcrafted cabinetry and all that. But on the other hand, they're very, very rugged, robust. And so, you know, my wife and I and our family, we like to go out down some pretty rough roads, you know, in rural Arizona and, and beyond. That's our style of camping, you know, which is, and the pin drop's great for that because, again, we can haul all of our gear and enough water and everything to stay out for as long as we, we can tolerate one another. <laughs> yeah. uh, but on the other hand, if we have a lot of clients that just, they're, they're retired, they're, um, they're still active, they want to get out and explore all the national parks, pin drop's never going to see uh, dirt. 
Yeah. But but it's still the perfect solution for them because it's yep. it's so easy to maintain. Mm-hmm. And if you keep it loaded with all your your kitchen uh, stuff and and your bedding, all you got to do is hitch up and go and and you're set. Yeah. Do you know where the furthest one is from from Miami or even greater Phoenix area? Virginia. Virginia, I think. think. There's one in Virginia, yes. When I worked for the hospital, we had a fundraiser for the hospital foundation, and we raffled off a pin drop trailer. Mm. And so we were able to raise money, um, you know, pay the trailer and earn some money also. The winner of that trailer, he was getting ready to take an excursion down to Mexico, and he was going to pull the, pull the trailer uh, down to Mexico. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, so. I can't wait to see it. I, I mean, we're watching on Instagram once Jamie told me about you guys, and I've just been very curious. I, I absolutely need to spend some time. We need to get you to make that yeah. happen. I'm looking forward to my, it. My husband and I are animal watchers. You know, he would love to hunt one day, but we just haven't had that kind of time. But anytime we're traveling, for example, from Flagstaff back home, if we see elk on the side of the road, you know, we're flipping ewes and going back to watch and take pictures, et cetera. And that's what happened this last time we were camping or pin dropping. We were pulling the pin drop. We were able to flip those U-turns pretty easily to go back and <laughs> capture those animals. Yeah, yeah. love it. So she, she, she is your official spokesperson. <laughs> I swear we are not paying her. No, we are not paying her. So no, they're not. For our listeners and our viewers, when we invite someone, right, we've had an opportunity to have an introduction. Some, so someone says, you got to get these folks on. We like to say to someone like Tim, who would you like to bring to help celebrate your success and really help tell the story, right? Mm-hmm. So we do and say, think about who would be a great person. At, this is our model. Right. <laughs> Evelyn, we're so blessed to have yeah. you. So grateful. I only speak the truth. Well, right. That, that, <laughs> I don't even think you yeah. have to have that as a qualifier. <laughs> it's evident just in your smile and your eyes and the way in which you share your story. Mm-hmm. We are just about um, done with our, our program today, and I just feel very grateful again to have the introduction and, and have each of you make time to come and spend time here in the greater Phoenix area. Tell us, if you would please, how we can stay in touch with you. Where are you on the World Wide Web? Sure. So very easy. Pin drop. Traveltrailers.com is our web address, and that's all the information on uh, Tim and I, our team, as well as how you can rent a pin drop if you want to try one out. And of course, we have information if you're interested in coming out to the factory or uh, you're interested in in a purchase and you want to walk through that process with us, we're happy to talk with you about that as well. So pindroptraveltrailers.com. Yes. And then we're on Facebook, of course, and Instagram and LinkedIn. You can find us all there. Awesome. And I didn't mean to ignore your email that said, hey, how do we share this? But I noticed that you did it anyway. So thank you. I was like, I'm guessing I'm going to do it anyway. You did well. Hopefully, uh, dude, this is what she means. <laughs> you done, you done good. Thank you. I, I put with, it everywhere. No, with no or little help from me. I, I already saw this morning. I, I saw the email and I th- I saw the... Like she figured it out, and you have a lot of uh, champions and cheerleaders celebrating already. So hopefully those of you that are paying attention today on li- the LinkedIn Live uh, video, we thank you for being here and celebrating these great this people. so fun. I'm yeah. so glad. Thank you for it's having wonderful. us. Oh, my gosh. My pleasure. Wonderful. Evelyn, how do folks uh, get in touch with the town of Miami and you specifically? You can call me directly, 928-812-9267. And I just want to put a plug in for some other things that are happening in Miami. Perfect. You know, we're just kind of a little manufacturing hub. Neotat is a tattoo machine that was invented by Ray Webb, who's 
a resident of Miami, and he revolutionized the tattoo industry from little Miami, Arizona. So his tattoo machines go shipped all over the world. Is They're called still, Neotat. He's still there, he's still there manufacturing. You know, we have a gun part manufacturing. We have a banjo maker. You know, a lot of little manufacturing or handcrafted mm-hmm. items that come from Miami, Arizona. Okay, not only am I coming to visit, Jesse and I are coming up there to do a little Miami Business Radio Wax visit. How about Ooh, that? that? That would be so we'll do, fun. We'll do a remote broadcast, yeah. and you'll you'll get to introduce us if you would. Yeah. It, it'll blow so, your mind. It really will. I, I, I am. I can. I really can see myself there, yeah. and just really sitting in the rich culture yeah. and the history, in addition to mm-hmm. these great craftsmen. I think we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Tom Foster, too, oh, yes. and what he's doing at the Bullion Plaza. Yeah. Okay. Tom Let's... Foster is um, the director of the museum, Bullion Plaza, which is an old um, school. And there's some history about that school. I won't go into that right now, but the museum is just spectacular. You go in and you see mining history, ranching history, cultural history, just a variety of all the all the history of the area. So Tom Foster is the curator of that museum and has done a fabulous job. And it's in Plaza. Right in Miami. Yeah. You wouldn't okay. know to stop, yeah. but yeah. And can I it's mention an event coming up yes, too? Please. <laughs> so October 14th, which is a Saturday, we're celebrating our five-year anniversary at the Pindrop Factory, which is 168 North Miami Avenue, we're going to have lively music and some snacks, and um, it's also in conjunction with a really cool historic car show. Is yes. that right? It's a great time. It'll be fall weather. It should be gorgeous. Come and say hi. We're, we're The open house runs from 4 to 6, but we'll be there all day, and you can just stop by and say hello and celebrate our five-year anniversary with Pindrop and then mm-hmm. see what Miami's all about. Perfect. Yes. Okay, count on seeing us there. Yeah. Antique stores, wonderful, wonderful artists in the area also. Chihuahua races. I mean, Chihuahua come on, races. how would you not mention that? <laughs> we would be remiss if we did not mention the Chihuahua I, races. I can't believe I forgot that. Yeah, so I have a healer shepherd that thinks she's a Chihuahua. Can we get her entered in? <laughs> I'm sure they make know, exceptions. Yeah, yeah. She'd clobber everybody, yeah. but yeah. That's I think so she'll fun. be measured, so <laughs> yes. I'm not sure. She would not. It's but, like the suitcases yeah, at getting at on board. If your suitcase can fit in this bin, it's a carry-on. <laughs> if not, you're out. But September 16th is the fiesta okay. in Miami, so that's right around the corner. Is that next uh, next yeah. Saturday? Okay. So my, my bags are already packed. Awesome. Yeah. Give me a call. I, I so look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So fun. I don't, the rest of my day is just going to, you know, <laughs> going to have to raise the vibration to, to keep up with the three of you. Thank you again for listening to Phoenix Business Radio X. Loved having you here. Phoenix Business Radio X broadcasting from the Max 6 Entrepreneurial Center. Some media leans left, some lean right, and we lean rural Arizona manufacturing handcrafted Ooh, pin drop yes. trailers from Miami, Arizona. Awesome. We'll see you next time.